Beardy and the Beast Media Club. This is placeholder intro song. Thank you for joining us for the Beardy and the Beast Media Club, a full spoiler discussion into a piece of media. Now is the time. This is the hour. Ours is the magic. Here comes the spoilers. If you like what we do, please give us a like and a share, or join the discussion in the comments or at our Discord. My name is Drew, and if man invented God, he's older. Devin. You're older than me! <laughs> Today we'll be discussing 1998's supernatural horror, The Craft. So Devin, was this film light as a feather, or was it stiff as a board? Uh, <laughs> um... I'm gonna go with the lightest feather. I, 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 I like this movie. I really liked it in when I was younger, and I think it held up. Okay. Well, I will. I'll put my tarot cards on the table. <laughs> I think it was stiff as a board. I don't All think right. it held up. <laughs> but I do have a new perspective on it. All right. And I appreciate it for what I actually think it is. Get into that, I suppose. All right. I guess at the jump, I couldn't stay focused on it. Okay. This was a reach for the fil- reach for your phone kind of film. Mm. Like there's there was points in it where I just was not interested in the characters or what was going on. Was more of a feeling thing. Okay. Which is interesting because I, I seem to remember being far more invested in the characters and what was happening when I originally watched this when I was a teenager. Yeah. Which, mind you, I wasn't a teenager in 98 or whatever, but... I think it was 96, not 98. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, that's fair. I don't know. I think... Part of it is like I know I know we've said you're not a 17 year old girl, um, but I you're think definitely closer to a 17 year old girl than I am. Yeah, because <laughs> um, I I took to this movie like a 17 year old girl. <laughs> I guess you know what I could see that this this does this does have like a bit of a you feel to it. Mm-hmm. I always like when I was younger, I always thought I was a bit spiritual, never never religious mm-hmm. and i remember when i when i saw this movie it helped solidify a lot of those thoughts in my head like even though it's being fictional it gave some words to a lot of my personal philosophies mm-hmm. that come from it like just the idea of the balance and the um you know the 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 things coming back threefold a lot of that um mysticism uh, and i took a lot from that and did a lot of research into like Wiccan occult practices when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that formed my, just formed my spiritual beliefs overall. And I, I can see where you're saying where you're probably interested then, lost the interest, but I think because I've grown with that and like watching videos and such on the occult is something that interests me, I was able to see a lot of that in the film. Mm-hmm. That, that very much kept me engrossed, which I think is why it's, for me, it held up. It kept the things I remembered, the lessons I remember taking from it were still there. You know, a couple of scenes I thought happened, but apparently didn't happen where they, <laughs> but I mean, that's, that's beside the point. I know it's, it's interesting, like spiritually, it kind of, I guess, solidified or awakened something in you whereas attraction wise it seems to uh awakened or solidified something in me given that like a lot of my previous partners could be directly um <laughs> represented by the the characters in this film well it definitely awakened many a things <laughs> at that time uh <laughs> I mean, well, it's a solid cast. <laughs> it was weird seeing Nev Campbell being um, the shy, introverted type. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, also seeing her uh, co- come out of that shell mm-hmm. once she had received some confidence, it, because she sold, she actually sold the shy feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, it meant that when she went to something that seemed more her wheelhouse, yeah, it made it that more much more believable. Yes. And I mean, that's something that I can't fault the movie for too much, except for maybe uh, the portrayal of Chris. The rest of the mm. character seemed at least relatively believable, yes. however very archetypal and stereotyped a lot of cases. Yeah. Well, I think with I think with Chris, we get the the just the stereotypical '90s jackass jock type characters how we were first introduced to him, and then every time we see him afterwards, he's under mind control. Mm-hmm. So his betrayal doesn't throw me off that much. We're not getting a character arc with him. He was that jerk, and then, you know, she, she, um, Sarah casts a spell, not thinking of what that could possibly lead to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, leads to the, uh, the um, fun times in the park at the end. <laughs> and it's a natural consequence. And that, that's one of the things that I do appreciate about the films. Like, the, most of the the spells that they cast are with the exception of uh, Nancy there to better themselves, but not realizing the consequences that could come from that. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, yeah, you want this person to, to love you. Did you actually think about that? Um, or I think um, with Bonnie Nev Campbell's character, the idea of, like the phrasing of it, you know, she wants to be beautiful inside and outside. Um, but I, I think she worded it in such a way, or it was just a bit selfish that essentially the beauty that was on the inside went to the outside and the ugliness that was on the outside went in. Like just I mean, kind of those misframings. Yeah, and that's a good way to put it. Um, one thing that I liked about Nancy's character is you could see progression there was like a solid line you understood exactly where she was going and why yeah and kind of speaking to those repercussions it's it's kind of one of those things of how how do i understand it like attempting to cast a spell to obtain like financial wealth will generally be because someone will die and you'll get an inheritance like there's like the actual cost of it Mind you, yeah. because of the person she was becoming, it didn't matter so much. Yeah. Mind you, the stepdad or whatever was a jerk anyways, but I mean, there's, there's probably some other type of retribution aside from death that could have, been, could have occurred. Well, so here's the, the thing that I see with Nancy, and, and she's kind of the easiest to see the the imbalance mm-hmm. that's there throughout throughout right um it's like i, I kind of noted like what the ideas of the spells were what they were trying to to accomplish right and then how they kind of twist so you have rochelle whose main focus is just having the strength to not hate mm-hmm. um and she's actually the one who personally gets the least consequences Right, but she's strictly saying it's like I don't want to hate. That's what her spell is. And you know, sure, take the hair from uh, uh, Laura. <laughs> I mean, technically, that wasn't her spell, anyways. Yeah, that's true. Um, but she doesn't really have any negative consequences around her. You have Bonnie's, which again is the um, beautiful inside and without. It's still really about bettering herself. Uh, I think it was misphrased in a way or misthought of in a way that it ended up inverting on her instead, mm-hmm. um, which, uh, which I already mentioned. You have 
Sarah's spell of just wanting to love herself and be loved. And all of these motivations make perfect sense with the characters. Yeah. Right. Like these are important things. And in almost always it's that little tack on that causes it to backfire. Okay. Right? If she just said, you know, the strength to love herself probably wouldn't have had much backfire, but also have Chris love me. Mm-hmm. Um, Nancy is, and I think this is also why she becomes the, the villain essentially of it is she is all about power for herself. Mm-hmm. Her spell directly was, yeah, I want the power of a God. And you, you see that a few times throughout. She says, you know, um, during the scene where she actually does invoke Manon, she says, you know, I invoke thee. And Bonnie immediately says, we. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, so she's just got that selfish power and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Which leads her down that path. And then you see her before any of that really happens. You see that situation with her family and you're like, okay, no, I exactly understand this. You're the bully who's being bullied. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that you're just asking for power because that's, you feel that powerless without realizing why you're feeling powerless. The other three knew why they felt powerless and seeked to fix that. One thing, one thing about Nancy that I noticed is she, like at each step of some type of consequence, she like reveled in it mm-hmm. and thought that that consequence was some type of gift, like her reaction to all the beach sharks. Yeah, was like a thing of pleasure. Like she had enjoyed what happened. It was a gift. Yeah. Whereas the same thing with um, so it doesn't even really matter like that the stepdad's name or whatever it was. Yeah, it is the same thing there. Hmm. All right, and and it is like I don't even know if she intended to kill, but she just let that raw power out mm-hmm. and ends up killing killing him killing chris killing all of the sharks right and and it makes sense that she's going to see this gift because she's seeing oh she got the power she wanted but again no balance to check it out she doesn't have you know the the wisdom to wield the power well i mean those there was a series of escalating deaths Mm -hmm. so the the sharks were incidental the stepdad was much like what was being explained by Sarah earlier in the movie, where she was like, she was thinking about raining and a pipe would burst. Yeah. So, um, in this case, it's like, uh, wanted to prevent domestic abuse from, from this, this dude and ends up killing him inadvertently. Yeah. And then the last one, of course, would be, um, what I think was the intentional killing of Chris. Mm-hmm. Intentional and, but you can also see how she could clearly justify it to herself. Mm-hmm. And, and, and sort of saying it's like the wisdom to balance that. And, and you get that directly reflected with Sarah, who also invokes uh, Manon and doesn't use it aggressively. She uses it to bind. Well, that's the thing. She was using it to uh, effectively to protect. Yeah, exactly. Like no, like noble intentions for pure purposes, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Yeah. And, and that intent matters. Well, I mean, as, as far as I know, like I'm not too, too well versed in, um, any type of like occultism or Wiccan, but I know the intention is one of the most important things. Yes. So. Like I even know that on a like a personal uh spiritual level, I guess you could say. Not that I'm very spiritual myself. I if I believe in some type of magic or God, it's mostly energies and within myself and my ability to affect the world. Yeah. And I try to put out as much positive energy as possible. So having like it even comes down to like trying not to curse or trying not to speak bad about people even 
when they've done wrong by me. Yeah. Uh, so that intent and energy that you put out into the world definitely comes back to you. And that's something that I've seen myself without, I mean, we probably, I know I kind of like introduced a topic, but we probably shouldn't go to like theological <laughs> or anything. It's kind of outside the, <laughs> the discussion. Well, it, it, it's interesting. Cause I actually don't think it's outside of the wheelhouse in context of this film. Mm. That concept that you go from, it's, and similar to where I come from, this is where a lot of those things solidified. Yeah, you have that. You have that throughout. So, as I said, the example of the the four girls, the one who doesn't really get any negative consequences, is the one who literally just asked for the strength not to hate, mm-hmm. especially the person that she felt she should hate the most. It's a, that idea of protection, right? There's no strings attached to get messed up. What's re- uh, what's really funny though in in the TV release. They cut out the racism part. Oh. So it ends up just being like, this girl was kind of a jerk, so now mm. a spell was cast, and now this entire teenage girl's life is ruined because all her hair is falling out. Like, it, yeah. the TV edit makes uh, Rochelle just come off so bad. Yeah. Because, like, this. Because oh. <laughs> it's kind of like. Oh, she picked on me and now like I'm ruining her life kind of situation. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's it's just bad at it. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I, I, I fundamentally like, it's one of the things she didn't, she didn't, she herself did not want to hate as well, as well as be hated. Yeah. So, I mean, that's probably as close to like a, a pure wish that you could get in that case. Mm-hmm. And even then, I don't think she said, I don't think her spell was not to was to not not be hated. Mm. It was have the strength to not hate those who hate her. No, you you may you may be correct. You probably are correct because um, I was like a little checked out. Yeah. But that being said, I don't think her like she didn't see any any negative repercussions to her wish at all. Yeah. Any of the neg- negative repercussions that came were due to the spell that was actually cast. Sarah? Uh, I think it was... I think I Sarah was tying in the blonde hair. I cannot remember. Yes, you're right. Because Nancy was healing the scars. Yeah. So, and you have more of the that energy thing being mentioned too when she goes, when Sarah goes to the, the magic shop again. Mm-hmm. We have designed fantastically. I could smell the incense. <laughs> Wait, wasn't Just, that a real shop? I thought that was like I, it might have been a real like shop, a real set. Yeah, um, but I could smell the incense <laughs> from the screen. <laughs> but she says the same thing, and this is again a lot where a lot of my personal philosophies came from. Was the idea of it's like there's no there's no dark magic or light magic. It's just magic and what you do with it. So as you said, um, just what you put out is what you come is what comes back. If you put out the positivity, it's going to come back. Well, they they even I don't know if characterized it. Yeah, I guess they characterized it in that exact way in the end oh. of the film, where Sarah came out and was straight up, uh, Manon doesn't like what you did with this gift. Yeah, sort of situation like you took it to a dark place. Yeah, yeah, it works. It works well, and I, I feel that they were very consistent with those themes, mm-hmm. and the through lines were there throughout, and that's that's where I go. It held up. I'm I'm sad that there didn't seem to be like real remorse at the end from Bonnie and Rochelle. Mm. Like in that end scene, it it seemed too much. It still it still kind of felt like a little mean girlsy it didn't feel like they were really truly like sorry about um what they had tried to do for do to sarah like they had that moment where they were like are we the baddies and then like i understand why they went along with nancy in the end mm-hmm. but in the end they they must have known that this practical joke of you know like a glamoured plane crash would have some type of emotional toll on someone who's supposed to be their friend. Like, yeah, that's the part 
where it was kind of like a, a nail in the coffin to me. Hmm. Like I feel like Bonnie and Rochelle, especially like the way with Rochelle's character arc was going. Hmm. Like she was definitely seeing the negative aspects to what they were doing, especially yeah. when it came to um, the girl who's losing her hair and like the obvious empathy that was being shown. Yeah. Like, and she felt bad about this situation, but in the end it was kind of, in the end it felt very surface level, mainly because of that end scene. So, yeah, and this is sort of thing, like, I thought I remembered scenes being slightly different. <clears throat> like, because I honestly thought I remembered Rochelle act, actually talking to her mm. when she was in the shower. Now I'm wondering if it's just one of the parody movies that came out afterwards. <laughs> Um, which I'm thinking is where that's actually crossing. Um, <laughs> the benefit of not liking parody movies. <laughs> so yeah, I thought she actually talked to her. And I think... I'm it would have been in remember. character. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to remember... Fortunately, I, the very end is where I didn't take notes, so I don't have this completely solidified. Um, I felt that Rochelle was remorseful. It was Nancy that was asking, or not Nancy, it was Bonnie that asked about power, not Rochelle. Mm. It was just the way that it acted. Like, it still felt yeah. very service-level and tag-along tag to me. Yeah. She was more concerned about... The, the apology didn't seem earnest. Mm. Yeah, it's fair. I, I do wonder if that's... It's probably a it, directing that, choice. Well, is it a directing choice, or is it a acting flop? Like, is it just a mistake in the acting? Well, and it could have been um, scene order, too. Mm -hmm. So if they if they had filmed that scene, because, like, especially out, outside shots, when you're looking for times with great, great lighting, I mean, probably easier in California mm. than, say, Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but... It, it's possible, like, doing things out of order, she may not have gotten, like, the, the correct feeling. So it could have been a, an acting flop, flop in that yeah. aspect. Yeah, because everything leading up to it, like, and, like, yeah, they pushed too far with the, with the glamour, but she, she was hesitant to go and, you know, check on Sarah. Mm -hmm right she she was clearly fighting back against it again i think a lot of that comes from being the the purest of the four in mm. ad she just basically attached herself to the wrong power source yeah right because that, that's an aspect of it too we know sarah was a natural witch we know that um, Nancy took took the power, so the magic was with her. Mm. The other two didn't have anything, right? Which is, I think, also shown at that that final scene where they're like, "Yeah, we, we can't do anything anymore," mm -hmm. because they were essentially, um, I'll use the word leech. They were siphoning from the other two. That makes sense. Like. Initially in the film, when like things started happening, they were referencing uh, Sarah's power. Yeah, and by the end, it was quite clear that they were pulling off of the uh, what did they call it? Uh, invoked spirit level uh, Nancy. Yeah. So that was that was that was very clear to me. Mm -hmm. Right, and I think that's part of it. I mean. It they could have done some interesting things with it too. It's like, it almost would have been interesting if, you know, thought in my head, just to keep that balance idea. Like how interesting would have been if like, it was clear that Rochelle was still getting her power from Sarah and Bonnie getting it from, from Nancy or something like that. Like a proxy war kind of thing. Yeah. Could have been, there could have been some interesting things to play with there. Uh, I don't. I think that would have made it a very different movie, but. Um, well, I think. I, 
I think you're on to something though. And that's something in the way that I would have pushed this. I feel like this film started out with a very solid concept um, and an idea of characters. And then it got uh, teen movieized, where mm -hmm. they started making characters into like stereotypes and demographics where like your cohort is a representation of a type of people rather than being fully realized characters. Mm -hmm. Cause you can see, you can see that especially with, uh, um, there's glimmers of uniqueness in each of these characters, but in the end it feels like they're just coming down to these like, teen coming of age kind of movies and i'm wondering if something fell apart in script revisions or like producer meddling yeah because I, I had a moment where i was like i kind of just wanted to turn it off and just watch the faculty <laughs> and i mean i I mean, objectively speaking, I don't think that faculty faculty is a great movie at all. <laughs> but it just—that's kind of the mood mood it put into me. Yeah, I. It's so I didn't see anything about executive meddling or script mm. revisions going all over the place in this one here. Um, nothing major. I wonder if this is if this falls into that product of the times mm. I think because those movies that are aimed at teenagers were only the hour and a half because that's all anyone would do. So it gets a little rushed at the end. Mm. And I find a lot of horror type films do start to fall apart at the end because all of a sudden you're focusing on the payoff, right? Nan um, sorry, Bonnie and Rochelle don't matter anymore because they're just focused on the payoff of Nancy versus Sarah. Right, where I think the comparing of Rochelle and Nancy would have been even more important than the comparing of Sarah and Nancy. Oh, I'm, and I agree. It's. Right. It, I think you you might be on to something here. You know me, like I I barely carry carry any nostalgia from mm. the past when it comes to films and media like i yeah. recognize that i like something but i will just fully poop on it if it's terrible nowadays yeah i mean fifth element's still awesome but it's also a terrible movie oh god yeah <laughs> there's lots of those <laughs> yeah so i Anything guess called fast and furious <laughs> <laughs> best movies they shot a car into space it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, so what what gets me is I kept having I kept having this feeling. This is what I'm kind of leading to, and is I felt like they had the formula for the coming of age teen movie, and then they just pointed it at a demographic. So what I mean by this is, uh, if you think Star Wars. Luke Skywalker is the representation of a demographic. A teen who kind of wants to slack off and he thinks robots are cool. He's the, the neutral mask. He's someone you're supposed to project on. The actual interesting characters are your Leias and your Hans. Mm -hmm. um, I, I feel... I may have lost track what I was going on about. <laughs> uh, Characters I, projecting a demographic. Oh yeah, so I, so I feel like they kind of, they did that with all these characters except for maybe, Nancy. Um, who was probably the most unique of them all. And the character I wanted to know more about was Rochelle. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I didn't give. I didn't give a single care for Sarah. And I thought Bonnie was cute, but... I mean, it's Nev Campbell. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> um, yeah, I can, I can kind of see that, because Sarah was... 
generic, I guess. Like, again, he's that kind of essentially that neutral. Well, I mean, yeah, the character you're supposed to be able to um, project yourself upon so that you can be the hero in the story. Yeah. I mean, that was the purpose of Luke. That was the purpose of What's-Her-Face from Twilight, which, to to be fair, is as much as I do not like the Twilight films, and people make fun of Kristen Stewart's acting, she was the perfect neutral mask. Oh, yeah. I... Like if I was it, if I was a teenage girl when Twilight came out, I would be like, I'm totally Bella, totally. I'm pretty sure we said that when we talked about Underwater as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's because she's a, actually a really good actress, and I think people need. I don't know. I'd like for people to see it. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I agree. Uh, I think, I think one of the bigger issues when it comes to to Sarah, and probably a reason why you're having a harder time caring about her. Mm is I, I almost get the feeling that we've we come into her at the end of her character arc already. Yes. Right. That that's the big thing. Like we know she was we know she was suicidal. We we, we know she went down the block, not across the street. <laughs> <laughs> um and that leads to the the wish of being having the strength to love herself that's really all we need for a character there's no other character development there whereas all of the other characters uh we do get that especially with with nancy we see the clear progressions she has a character arc sarah was always the we're, we're introduced to her already like right in the beginning that she's mostly balanced. Uh, I see that in representative of her balancing the pencil on, on the point, right? She's already in that proper headspace. Well, and so she like are even even already healing from like like a traumatic school experience in San Fran. Yeah, right. So, it, it like even with Luke, we get a character arc. Mm. We don't have that with her like the, the closest we get is a oh that wish didn't turn out how i thought it would that's that spell for that love spell didn't turn out how i thought it would well we've got to let it go its course that's it there, there's no growth from her for that right the even with her trying to stop nancy she tried that before she invoked the spirit like it's not so that bit of growth where she gets the quote-unquote strength to try to invoke the spirit herself mm-hmm. is there but it's not earned in the same way we don't have that her being concerned about her power and concerned about taking in the power tied to her directly so i think that's probably why there's not too much care around her uh rochelle we clearly see the the positive arc from her um, with the strength not to hate. Again, she was going to console the person that she felt she hated the most. Well, there was like, right. and there was a lot of things that were kind of like, it's kind of like tacked on to Sarah. Mm-hmm. For instance, the whole um, mother died in childbirth. In childbirth, and she was totally a witch and totally where you got your power from. And the only reason why you're not trained specifically was obviously because mother died in childbirth yeah. and there was no no indication of the real relationship between her and her family which mind you i will give this movie is not about the relationship between yeah i know i've gotten hung up in previous casts on about that before <laughs> yeah <laughs> so all right here's the small change that i think would have strengthened it for you mm. um, and still keeps with the themes and everything very well. Gives Sarah a bit of character growth. Okay. So make it about Rochelle. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that, that'd be a bigger change, unfortunately. <laughs> um, what we needed was for Sarah don't care about her mom that's irrelevant as you said tacked on 
she's a natural witch, whatever. Could have been her mother. Could have just been all the midichlorians aligned inside her. (laughs) (laughs) Beside the point. What we needed was her to have, let's say, a bit of wild magic. Right? So we see things like, yeah, sure, she can make that pencil balance. But have her being the one super afraid of the the guy with the snake, the homeless guy with the snake, and it's just her thoughts that has him killed. Right? So we see that imbalance within Mm. her. But she doesn't know anything about this. It's just sometimes a pipe bursts when she wants it to ring. It's actually a really good example of that. So we get these girls who are in the coven, and they're, they're very much, you know, the edgy type. Ooh, we're going to do this because, it, you know, Wicca, edgy. I noticed that cool pleather jacket. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Such edge, much wow. You could tell with the OLP playing <laughs> right at the beginning. <laughs> um, so you have that and have them very much just be playing at it. You can have them have that be in their wishes like i don't think their wishes were their their spells were bad i I think they could have worked fine wait is this Um, before or after they go to the radiohead concert together (laughs) sorry (laughs) so so we have that bit of instability within her Mm. we go to the bookstore the the owner was it leora whatever her name was she um I think it was Leora. Doesn't matter. She can see, and she straight up says, you're not like the others. Right? That being the obvious reference being to her not stealing, her mm-hmm. not wanting to steal stuff, but also to the I sense great power within you. Now you turn, and we go to her several times. She clearly goes to her for advice. A, a couple of times but they don't play with that so you have her be a wild mage you have that bit of advice that she's giving play in a bit more just give that a little bit more of a role so we can see her going from i don't know how to control this to okay i'm comfortable enough controlling this that yes i'm going to invoke invoke Manon. right and you could probably do it with just a few dialogue a few flashes around how her powers are working all of a sudden you've given her an arc you still keep the ideas of the balance and the control and the powers that are there but we feel like we get growth from her maybe i don't i don't necessarily feel like you identified the trouble i have with it i think it's more structural okay it it's like the mysticism in it like I was comfortable with okay. from a storytelling standpoint. Right. So none of that progression matter. I think the lack of a story arc itself for her. Yeah. Maybe showing more hesitation on her side might've been nice. Yeah. Uh, maybe a few throwaway lines in that way. Again, get rid of the whole mother thing. The wild magic thing is probably a good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it just gives that little bit extra structure Yeah. to it, especially when we're following her. Because I don't think you would, from what I'm gathering from you, we you wouldn't have the same issues if it followed any of the other three. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's the same reason why I don't like Harry Potter fundamentally. It's because I like all the characters around Harry Potter, but hate the little kid himself. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't care for Sarah. I was more concerned about how Rochelle was doing um, yeah. and gripping with this other character. So something that could ground her and humanize her uh sarah something mm-hmm. to ground sarah and humanize sarah and like keep her with the neutral mass that's easy enough yeah yeah it's not it's not much needs to change just a little bit and i think it would i think it would strengthen the film and again doesn't change any of the themes that are that are presented in it well i think the themes, the themes were probably the most solid part yeah Especially when it came to their adherence to the repercussions of the spells. Like, mm-hmm. that was probably the most solid part of the, the film. I, our movie, our 90s movie jock was a little too 90s movie jock for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, perhaps I didn't like the film. Perhaps I didn't like the representation of all my ex-girlfriends all in one place. 
Just triggers you a little bit. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm mostly joking about it. It just seems, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it just seemed to me it's like, I mean, you had your um, your your moment where the shy girl like takes off her glasses and all of a sudden she's the beauty, you know, and can take their eyes off of. Yeah. Um, it's these these little moments that lean a little bit too too much into the product of its time, mm. but don't hold up in a like a you girl you go girl way yeah like i didn't have a like a head shaking finger snapping moment go along with that i mean again i'm not a 16 year old girl but (laughs) uh i didn't feel like it was necessarily going for that either though it just it felt like these really awkward inclusions And that's what bugged me about it. Yeah. That's actually one that like just speaking of, of Bonnie's transformation, you know, the taking off the glasses and all of a sudden you're realizing that it's this hot A-list actress that's playing this character. <laughs> um because I actually we knew she was scarred. Her friends knew she was scarred. I don't see a reason why anyone else did like it looks like the scars were on her back it's not like they were clearly visible everywhere it it was just rumor mill stuff yeah so they had indicated like oh apparently she has you know burn marks all over her body or whatever the the legend of these these witches to all the rumor mongering terrible people in high school which i don't care who you are including us Probably all part of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I think that that's why her transformation felt a bit odd to like. It felt like a product of its time. Yeah, it was solidly. Um, yeah, because there was no reason for them to not <laughs> see her for who she was. I mean, part of this that. I, they did actively try to sexualize the characters a bit more as they became more powerful. Mm. I, I believe uh, one of the actresses basically said, it's like, as our powers grew, our skirts got shorter. <laughs> and, but so you see that flash there with, um, with Bonnie is kind of like, uh, okay. I can understand how the standing up with confidence is going to help some, but for all of a sudden people to not take your eyes off her, that felt odd. <laughs> but again, I think that's product of its time. It's one of those things like give the movie another 20 minutes and flush out some of the stuff a little bit more. That's one of the reasons why stories these days generally are closer to or surpassing the two hour mark opposed to around the hour and a half, hour 40. Yeah. I was happy that this movie was an hour 40 because i was already uncomfortable see not because of any themes or topics but simply because like i wasn't absorbed yeah not not that i want my time back or anything just there's i guess there's things that i remember being very different like i could have swore that battle at the end was actually a battle yeah instead of like i mean it's not like they had a hug off to save the universe like Silent Hill and Revelations. But <laughs> it was as far as the physical combat of it went was like 20 seconds long. Uh, perceptual or by that I mean perceived combat combat and attacks with the various glamours and things. Yeah. Oh, five minutes or so. I guess there was uh, social combat that was definitely progressed further in that. You know what they, what I would have liked to see hmm. more indication. This would have probably solidified it more for me, more indication of the nightmares and the ostracization from her click. Yeah. Cause that went zero to 60. It's like they cut out something that could have been represented in five minutes with like two scenes. Yeah. It was just all of a sudden 
now you're the enemy. Well, and that, that's the thing, because that's what I, and and I'm not sure where I'm, where I'm pulling that from, because those are kind of, you know, Mandela effect memories that are in my head too. The the idea of, I thought that battle was a little bit longer. Um, I did thought thought I thought there was two things that happened where Shell that weren't there. Because um, again, I already mentioned the I thought she consoled. Was it Lizzie or Laura? We'd have two first names for your character name. <laughs> Laura Lizzie. No wonder I keep getting confused. <laughs> um, I thought she consoled Laura, and I thought she lost her hair on the diving board herself. I don't remember. I don't know where that's coming from. A different movie? That, that's what I'm thinking. I think there's something, a movie that's similar where that happens. I also thought that the homeless guy with the snake somehow played into the end. No, I guess that was just the representation of the snake, which is, yeah. I guess, a, a loose end. Like, there wasn't a, a bookend on that. Mm. It was kind of just like, guy with snake, and now guy with snake hit by car. Yeah. Well, then that's where, like, I thought I could have sworn he came back. Um, like, I mean, even early on, I noted something like that, because I had this clear memory of that. But I, I don't know where that came from. It's, again, it's just that idea of balance mm-hmm. comes in, and that would have been a representation of that. So, yeah, it's weird. Well, I guess that's the best way to put it. Feels unbalanced. Mm-hmm. It's it's like on one side that there's like a lot lots of little things that could balance it, but there is more than one. Yeah, and they're all just tiny little things, but it's still weighted down on one side. Yeah, I think the most apt way to say it is exactly what you did before like a rushed ending that only involves nancy and sarah yeah yeah you lose yeah the the balance is lost there and again just plays into that a little bit more you have sarah who is clearly become more balanced though they kind of play with the darkness <laughs> i mean like <laughs> even from that, that perception is- like you made a good argument earlier for her yeah. already being at a balanced part of her character yeah um so, so you have her being balanced you have nancy clearly being unbalanced which again i like like that's a good juxtaposition yeah and again it was a good character arc from nancy we see how she's gone from that you know anti-social because that's how she survives to giving into it to giving into it completely and just going off a rocker uh i think that's fantastic yeah, you just don't have the, you don't, other than the character representations, the plot doesn't balance the the growth into becoming balanced with the descent into madness. Mm-hmm. And I definitely, definitely, I guess to kind of rehash something I mentioned before, like Nancy's ever-growing imbalance mm-hmm. was... One of the things I did appreciate about the film quite a bit, I think you're like the description you just made of it's probably the most accurate. Hmm. Um, but I guess and that's hard to say because when Nancy already comes into this film at the end of her, what seems to be the end of her arc and already has a balance to her. You mean Sarah? Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, when When Sarah comes in, to this at the end of her arc and already has a balance to her. Uh, what we should have seen from the film is someone with some type of perceived balance um, becoming more imbalanced, or someone in a similar place who has imbalance to their life um, becoming progressively more balanced. Yeah. But honestly, I guess, yeah, Sarah, Sarah just ended up coming out of this to me seeming like someone who whose 90 TV parents moved her from one school to the other because she was having a poop time and that actually resolved the issue. Yeah. I mean, the ballerina went to the inner city school and learned hip hop dance. Yeah. yeah. And th- yeah, this again, yeah, it goes back to why they should have had 
yeah, they should have done that split with Bonnie and Rochelle. Yeah, because yeah. those two, those two actually again follow that a little bit. Because I mean, they both have their problems. I felt that Nev Campbell, although she was shy, she was mostly balanced. Rochelle was that a little bit imbalanced because she wanted to give into that hate, mm. right? And you see those two characters. Like a microcosm of the primary antagonist and protagonist. Yeah. Right. And that's where it would have made sense to all of a sudden have one of them, like have them, have one of them switch sides instead. So Mm. yeah, have Rochelle go up and help Sarah as she's, you know, bleeding. Or have her end up being the one to cast the, the glamour on uh, Bonnie. Yeah. Make Bonnie retreat. Yeah. Just that. Bring it up that little bit more. Just that extra step, and it. I think it could have elevated the film. Yeah, I guess as as far as it goes for me, I would definitely say. I mean, objectively speaking, I would say in in regards to this film, my coven's probably missing two witches, not one. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's just. I think I think it's just missing. I think there, it's three witches strong. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, it's. Oh drama! <laughs> oh, oh, oh no! Again, <laughs> Drew is harsh on a film. He usually <laughs> likes everything. He's harsh on a film by giving it a five. By giving it a fifty percent. <laughs> <laughs> he told he totally hates women because of it. <laughs> uh, it it's honestly I mean, like the, the the acting was good. The women in this film, and this is something that's very strong. As much as the film is a product of its time, the acting of these these women did not feel like it. Um, I mean, Nancy was over the top in that '90s way, yeah. But that over the topness was only really when she was in the company of her friends. Yeah, she was definitely more that loner type when she was in the public eye. Mm-hmm. So uh, we all know that you definitely act a little bit more exuberant when you're around yeah. your pals. Yeah. Um, so I, I actually, aside from the, like the magic system in this, I think the acting of the women in this film was probably the strongest point. Verza Balk, um, Nancy, like her facial acting was just top tier. There, there was, there was a few parts where I was like, and it's part, partly because I was already out of it. The distaste on her face was palatable. Like mm-hmm. you could. You could hear it as yeah. well as see it. Like, though I wouldn't say award-winning, I would definitely say everything that needed to be expressed was expressed and expressed well. You had that. Um, you had Nev Campbell. We, we talked about her acting as well. It's like just her acting so shy really sold it when we got the Nev Campbell that we're used to seeing. Like, I mean, just elevated that. To, to be fair, on, the, on on the ne- Nev Campbell, on the Nev Campbell parts, um, I honestly have not seen like anything with her in the. You never like, saw a scream. I never saw things. any of the screams. I never right. saw wild things, but I could definitely could see. Her 1992 appearance of kids in the hall. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, she was so she was so natural when yeah. when she came out to be. Though I didn't like the was it she's all that scene. Mm. Yeah, um, I her portrayal of it was well done. The yeah. shy versus the confidence, both sides of that coin of her character, was acted just so well that yeah. Like, there's very few other actresses I would put in that same point and have it actually be 
let's just say my score might have been a bit lower if it was anyone else that was yeah. portraying yeah. yeah um again rochelle for the most part i think saw like i fully believe like his i, I can kind of see what you're saying about the, the final scene but i believe her emotional responses throughout again i thought she was going to go up and give laura a hug <laughs> when her hair was falling out um well and that's you saw thing, that hesitation like, i would have been in her character like um i think she was the most believable one yeah just because uh, it's it's almost like the the actress in this case to, took a moment to not only put herself in the headspace, but put herself in the emotional space of the character. Mm -hmm. I I honestly think that she probably had a more emotional connection to what was going on as far as how her character was being um, uh, torn at from like her life experiences, the the racism that she was experiencing from her uh, fellow students, yeah. as well as the pressures from her in group. Um, yeah. I think she put far more time into analyzing that and out of the quartet of them. Yeah. Uh, probably did it the best. Um, so this is actually two interesting facts that, that I saw while I was doing my bit of research around, around this, both around Rochelle's character. Mm. So... First, um, Rachel True, the actress, she didn't like the racial bullying when she was filming it. She, 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 she was against that. Um, she said later on, no, it's good that it was there. Mm -hmm. Again, her showing the strength to get over that, fantastic. Um, the other thing is that whole story arc was actually rewritten when they cast her because mm. originally like her thing was going to be like an eating disorder or something but when they cast rachel true they're like oh we can use this one thing is this to get character from it and like to to have a social commentary in the way that it was done here was not so heavy-handed and just like distasteful is something you would see nowadays as in you can see it's not a case of like oh this person is a racist therefore um they're evil and they deserve everything that's happening to them yeah you can see that her character was not just an object for the film to portray racism against it was mm -hmm. that that experience actually affected the character as a whole and that's why i say that she's the most complex one not because of um that situation that had come but because she was the most whole realized character and that was something that was impacting and affecting yeah. the character that was one of the wins um that was going through the valley yeah and yeah. that's why and it's that realization of the character is the reason why she was my favorite character in the film not so much that I would say, you know, hashtag make Rochelle flick or whatever yeah. <laughs> nonsense I usually say. I'm really worried about the nonsense that I'm going to have to go through when we eventually have to watch the sequel to this film. Yeah. Like, if they have a... This is my prediction, and I have no foreknowledge to it at all, but given the way that this sort of thing is like racism in a film is handled nowadays, what will end up happening is if there's a Rochelle character, she only exists to have racism enacted upon. Yeah. She is, she will only be a token of a character for that type of social commentary instead of being a fully realized character who has that influenced on her like Rochelle was in the craft. That is a lot of my fears with it too. Um, the only thing that I know about Craft Legacy, other than a lot of people really don't like it, is there's looks like there's very little influence from the original films, original film on it. And you know what is? <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm making I'm making a 
uh, TSW styled protection here. <laughs> Which, everything that this film did well are the things that should fall through to a sequel. That is yeah. the um, the consequences and the magic system. And honestly, I mean, they could have handled it a whole lot better. But I think you may have convinced me the juxtaposition of balance versus imbalance. Um, like bringing that through in and honestly like if i were to do a sequel to this film myself it would follow that same structure and it would also follow structures of the the cycles of things and how these things sort of keeps happening and with that balance you have to have the imbalance like to that would be my next step yeah it's kind of like i mean you have the light side of the dark the force either will always be the dark side of the force to be like the third time we've referenced star Wars. <laughs> it ended on such a down note. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. I think that that, that is what I would like to see in a sequel. Um, <laughs> Let's see what we get. Yeah. And unfortunately with, a lot of modern movies like not that we've covered we haven't really covered we haven't covered many at all um mostly because they all just pay lip service to a lot of the <laughs> franchises and such from what i've seen um, this- and it makes me uh, concerned because again i think they're going to look at the superficial and not realize the the depth that they at least attempted in this film. Well, my problem, and one of the reasons why I haven't particularly gone for more recent films of this nature is because as soon as you disagree something, or if, even if you have like constructive criticisms of it, you don't like it because of some superficial thing. Yeah. Um, You don't like it because I don't know, women in film or uh, a strong queer protagonist or something like this. Like, it's like, I want fully realized characters. Yeah. That's what I want. Like, and we're, we're consistent in that with all of the films we've watched. It doesn't matter <laughs> who's casting in it. Um, it's, I mean, <laughs> I like, I, honestly, like objectively speaking, I love Ripley and I love the bride, but they could have been a whole lot more complex in my mind. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's. I just don't want to. Honestly, I just don't want to spend myself, spend all my time trying to explain to my myself to people who don't want to listen, anyways. Mind you, yeah. the people who actually want to listen will have listened to this point. Um, and that is, honestly, give us characters with complex motivations. I don't want tokens. Yeah. Give me more Rochelles. Uh, maybe give me less Sarahs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give us, give us more Rochelles. Give us more. Um, I'm just trying to think of others. Give us more Rochelles. Give us more Kaguyas. Oh, uh, right. Give us more uh, Nausicaas. Give us, give us characters, because you know. It's something that I'm realizing more and more. I don't think plot is clearly important. You can get away with a lot of crap plot if you have the characters realized and the characters making sense. Well, it's, honestly, it's because life is simple. It's yeah. it, like I'm going to lay down a philosophy. I've never gone off to you before we wrap it up here. Life is actually quite simple. It's the people that are complex. Mm-hmm. Nowadays films, it seems like they're trying to make the characters simple and make the story complex. Yeah. It's it just doesn't work that way. I've kind of probably hinted at this on the various rants that I've said before. It's like if if you're making a character just based off of a archetype for inclusion, you're probably tokenizing and you're probably doing it wrong. Yep. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I that's exactly it and guess what people see it it becomes obvious 
and well it's one of, it's one of the reasons why like some of these actually more complex characters are seem to be doing well outside of your spider muns yeah i just <laughs> give me complex <laughs> characters i i i want to i want to i want to see complex deep characters i want to see complex deep characters that are you know the white dude the bra i want to see yeah. complex gay characters um trans characters fully realized characters with their own unique motivations that are something beyond them being some type of demographic yeah i want to see a fully realized character that happens to be yeah people are that people are so much more deep than one single thing about themselves and this is one of the reasons why i i dislike our 90s movie jock because that's all he is yeah um, uh, and i i forgive it because the only reason i forgive it in this case here is because he was clearly meant to be a side character he yeah. was clearly meant to just be an object <laughs> he was objectified to show what sarah did not for anything else he wasn't meant to be a character exactly so i forgive it as cliche as it is you can't really do character development with them no that's fine i i will point out one thing there's no reason why this movie needed to be rated r it was legitimately swearing and smoking uh i think this might hit that product of the times again because we still had that, ooh, but there, there was still a bit more of that um, Christian moralism was okay, still yeah, around yeah, yeah. a lot there. Right, so, oh no, we've got witches and there's Satan and I, I think that was probably... I mean, I, I saw Satan in this film, he was chilling and he had nothing to do with the plot. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he, I, I, anyway. he went to a movie and he was just hanging out. I really think that's what we're trying to do. So, um. <laughs> so good. With that, this has been Beardy and the Beast Media Club. Join us next time for our approximate one year anniversary, where we have a year in review discussion with many topics, including things outside of the Media Club and Second Wall, such as video games, comics, and the things that we liked over the last year. As always, if you like what we do, give us a like or a share, or join the conversation in the comments or at our Discord. Laters.